Hello, hello, lovely souls. It's Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. Thank you once again for joining us. It is June 28th. Can you believe that? We are literally less than six months away from Christmas, and I hate to throw that out there for all of you moms and dads listening to this that are like, don't even talk about that. Here's the thing. I'm talking about it. I'm throwing it out there. And here's why. For me, the first quarter of the year always goes by a little bit slower. But the third, sorry, the second, the third, and the fourth quarters fly by. Always. They always fly by. And it's a matter of like enjoying more of life. I don't really enjoy a whole ton of life in the um, January, February, March, April type areas. I do and I don't, but not like I'm at right now. So June 29th, 2021, for those that are listening ahead in the future or you're catching up on these episodes, I do like to put the year and the date because you just never know when you're going to capture these moments and what it's going to bring you back to. So welcome. Today we're all about growth unexpected. And growth unexpected starts with unapologetically growing into who and what you love. And this starts, this starts by appreciating the hard moments in life. You know, the hard moments are the opportunities that really remind us to live our life from our hearts with courage, conviction, and compassion. You know, when we learn to harness this energy and to express ourselves, our heart opens up and it challenges us to bring new vulnerabilities and helps us align with what we love. Definitely when we open our heart, we can align with what we love a little bit more. But some days the moments are hard. Some days life happens and unexpectedly we get thrown a curve bar, a bar, a curve ball. I know bright and early, right? I definitely need to have my coffee before I do this. And I don't, but here's the thing. If you align with what you love and what opens your heart and you start doing more and more of that, you end up letting go of the fear of rejection and you speak your heart's truth all the time. Even if it's a silent truth, even if it comes out in subtle ways, that's what I mean by silent truth. What would you do if you allowed your heart to lead the way? Ask yourself that question as you listen to today's episode, because there are going to be hard moments in life. And I've talked about this in other episodes. The episode number 30, when I talked about, I didn't see this coming, or even last week when I talked about what would it look like if it was easy? Now, I just want to go back to last week's episode and what would it look like if it was easy? This is the question I ask myself daily. I am always saying to myself, what would it look like if this was easy? And every single time I take action, I come up with a follow-up action, which I call take inspired action. And what I've put together on that is how to make it easier for next time. So does that mean it goes in my calendar? Does that mean it looks a little bit differently? What can I do to make it easier for myself next time? Does it mean taking videos of my favorite meals and reminding myself why we like them or the meal prep? Think about that as you go through today and ask yourself, when was the last time you've applied what would make it easier for next time? Or what can I do to make it easy? So there's a couple of times I've talked about hard in life. 
But when it comes to hard and going back and revisiting my past, I have to share a little story that came from Friday with my oldest daughter. So we were sitting on the back deck and she came out actually to visit me, but I just finished a coaching call, a personal development coaching call. I do work with a couple of coaches myself. I truly believe that everybody needs to be working with a coach. Coaches need coaches. You know, if you're working with a financial coach, if you're working with um, an accountability coach, if you're working with a therapist, we all need to be working with somebody to help keep us accountable and on track towards meeting our goals. And if you've never worked with a coach before, definitely lean in and have a conversation with a coach. Start with a financial advisor at your bank or wait a couple months and we can talk. I'm actually working on those um, accreditations as well. And here's why, and this is kind of new and exciting, and I haven't shared this with you yet, but you've heard me talk about meals, mindset, movement, and money. Well, I have credentials and certifications in the other areas. And of course, you and I and everybody else, we've been dealing with money since we were young, right? Or definitely since we started our adulting life. But how many of us have been coached, have taught to budget, have taught to save, how many of us have used money with the intention of investing into our lives and getting 10 times or 20 times back? More importantly, how many of us are scraping by? How many of us don't see the potential that we have to create our own future? So I have signed up to become a network advisor or a financial advisor. I'm going to use this information and share it back with everybody with some of my different podcast episodes when I'm interviewing with people and to share some of my successes and my stories, how I've managed to rebuild my life twice with three young kids in toll at different stages in my life from two broken marriages and how I've got provisions in place to not do it ever again. And I'm not saying I don't trust my relationship. I've trusted a thousand percent. I love us. I love us. I love the moments that we have but life happens. And what I mean by provisions is, you know, my house is rented out right now, or it's considered a rental that we will be using in our future as part of our us money or as part of our retirement plan. But if anything happens between now and then, if there's a separation, if there's a death, if something happens and we need to revert back, that's there. I bought that house with the intention of it being part of my future plan. Now it's being rented out. That rental income property and having that house has saved me last year when I went through COVID. Saved me. I actually went, and I'm not sure if I've shared this, but I went from being broke last year. Yep, when I started these podcasts, I was in the cusps of being broke. And you probably wouldn't know. Struggling paycheck to paycheck. Not sure what was going on with my business. Not sure what was going on with um, making money and taking care of myself to debt-free in less than a year with assets and investments and a way of still moving forward with my future. That is a huge sense of accomplishment that I look forward to sharing with each and every single one of you, each and every single one of you when the time comes. Um, I'm sharing bits and pieces as I always do of my story, but believe me, you can turn your life around. And let's start by getting into today's episode unapologetically grow into what you love. So back to my story about Megan. So I was getting off the phone with my coach and this is a coach that I had met over about 
about 15 years ago, and it was a serendipitous type of meeting. And we have stayed in touch throughout that time, but definitely got back in touch a lot more intentionally recently. He is now part of, um, he will be helping me create some books. So he's a published author and has a publishing company and will certainly be helping me with what's coming out down the pipe with some other books I'm doing and some other news. So we were on the phone and um, we were talking about growth and change and creating my future self. And he had made a comment about how much I have grown since he first met me. And without knowing this, my daughter came out, we were, we were talking for a few minutes and she goes, mom, you are not the same person you were 10 years ago. I like this version of you so much better. She goes, actually, you're unrecognizable from where you were 10 years ago. That is huge. That is huge growth. That is a huge pat on the back. That is huge success. So if you look back and reflect on 10 years ago, would you recognize the person that you were? Think about that. Has there been so much growth and change that have you, are you able to recognize the person that you were 10 years ago? And through that 10 year span, there's been so many hard times. I just got through mentioning one of the adversities was on the financial spectrum. There was also a divorce in there. There was also a major move from one part of Ontario to another part of Ontario. There was also ebbs and flows in my business. Um, I could go on. The list, the list goes on. The thing is there were hard moments within that period of time. Because of those hard moments, I had unexpected growth. So those unexpected moments, the moments where we grow are what is going to turn us into our best selves. We have to allow it to happen. So this morning getting on the bike, I was fine getting up. I was really energetic. I did my meditation. So I'm not sure if you all know my routine, but this is where it all falls into place. Every single day, mindset. So I do my meditation first. Then I do movement second every day, religiously. Then I go into meals and then I start making money for the day. So I take care of myself and then I make money for the day. So meal, sorry, mindset, movement, meals, money. Hence why I want to talk more about money multiple streams of income, balancing it all and merging it all together for elevated finances. So I'm on the bike this morning and I have a 20 pound backpack of bird seed, bird seed on my back. And literally for the last five minutes, I am watching the clock. My goal is 20 minutes, start my day off fresh with a Monday. It's hard. It is hard. I am dripping of sweat. I am watching the clock as if the timer doesn't work, but I'm not going to have growth in my mindset, in my physical body, in the changes I'm looking for, if I don't push myself to this next level of hard. Tony and I had a conversation yesterday and the conversation started casual and it led to something heavy. And I didn't like the way I emotionally responded to it. I didn't outwardly respond, but I was very emotional and I haven't been there in a long time. Normally I've had the inner strength, but I didn't see it coming and I'm okay. We're allowed to have moments. Life doesn't have to be perfect. Relationships don't, you don't want relationships sitting on the cusp of easy all the time. You can't grow from there. But what I did learn was that when I listen, I can be even more supportive. When I listen, 
I can grow. When I own my feelings, of course I was a little bit sad and mad and hurt and frustrated. But when I took a little bit of space, it didn't take me long to bounce back. Actually, you know what I was, is I was cleaning the car and I had some crystals on me to help me get back into my normal space of joy. And I found a wand with had bubbles. You know, you take those wands out and there's bubbles everywhere. And it actually brought excitement and joy to me. It brought out my inner child and I'm like, Tony, come see, come see. And he had already reached out and um, gave me some love and, and shared some words with me, um, including, you know, that he was sorry. And I did the same, but I wasn't done being sad and, and sore. And I'm not airing our dirty laundry by any means. We don't really have dirty laundry and that's part of it. We don't really have dirty laundry because we're in a place in our lives where things are good. Oh, Hannah's saying hello, everybody. But there are going to be moments of stressors. There are going to be moments of imperfection. There are going to be hard moments. And do you ever feel like you're on the hard road and that maybe life is harder than it should be? Each time you make changes, it's so hard to progress, even just a little. It always feels like an uphill battle, right? With that 20 pound bag of birdseed. And as often as you go through it, it gets to you or it brings you back to a space in a time that got to you then. What we talked about yesterday was just between us, right? It had nothing to do with our past or our future or anything else. It had to do with us. But of course it brought us back. Of course it did. We're a blended family. We're in a blended relationship. We both have past. We need to realize, and this is for anybody particularly that is not in their once and done, they, they, I'm, ta- I'm, not, I'm talking to the people now that didn't find their Prince Charming or their Cinderella and they're not living their happily ever after, or they weren't, and they're working on that right now, whether their partner is that now or they're in progress of searching for whatever their perfect fairy tale life looks like to them. Yep, I'm going there. Perfect fairy tale life. Grab your magic wand. Think about what your perfect fairy tale life is. I have that. I'm living that. It doesn't mean there aren't going to be hard moments. But what if I told you there was another way in that you could choose to take the hard road or the easy one? Because the reality is it's your choice. You get to choose and you've always had the choice. I could have stayed in that space yesterday of my past and limiting beliefs and other people's opinions and made everything a thousand times worse because of my mindset, but that's not us. That's not our story. I needed a little bit more time than what I was used to and I was able to communicate that. But I also took the remedies to provide self-love to myself and to pause because we're human and we're lucky that we found each other and we have moments in time. And this is only going to help us grow because we know how much we love and respect one another. And if it means we can support each other a little bit differently to make it a little bit better, great. So today you're going to learn a little bit more about the hard road and the alternatives you can choose just like I did yesterday, just like I didn't do this morning. Okay. So what I mean by what I didn't do this morning, I didn't get off the bike. I let the sweat drip off me. I let my legs burn. I did not get off the bike. I finished the 20 minutes. I did it and I felt proud. But not everybody has that tenacity. Not everybody has that motivation. And some days we don't have it in us. But 
Taking a hard road is always a choice, even when it doesn't feel like it and you have no control over it. What I wanted to share as well is some days take a lot of effort. Some scenarios take a lot of effort. Sometimes if, you feel, if your life feels out of control, life has you on the hard road and nothing you seem to do or say makes a difference. It's tough. I've been there. I'm sure we've all been there. But if you want to make changes in your life, each time you do, you get nowhere fast, right? I'm going to repeat that because I think I tripped it up in my, in my vocab. Um, you and I both know that you want to make changes in your life. You wouldn't be showing up here for yourself. You wouldn't be listening to these episodes. By the way, I need to ask a favor. If you like these episodes, if there's anything at all that you have read gained from these episodes, whether it's entertainment, humor, life stories, a connection, would you please like, share, and comment? Um, it's going to help me attract new people. And even if you could go onto Google and say what you like about these podcasts, I'm really trying to spread the word a little bit and everything that you do will help others listen to these episodes. So subscribe, like, comment will be a big help for me. Sorry for that interruption. I forgot that I don't ask much for that. Um, Okay, so if you want to make changes in your life, but you've noticed that every time you make changes, you get nowhere fast. It has to come with a lot of effort. So every time you put a lot of effort in, whether it's time management, whether it's your health or diet, or maybe you're trying to focus on your relationship, whatever it is, making changes in your life seems much harder than it should be. It runs you down. Maybe, like I used to do, you'd lay in bed at night exhausted. Sometimes you want to quit and you definitely want to cry. That's how you know you're on the hard road. But some people are on the easy road. If you're not one of them, and I've been there, I can help you flip the switch and switch that story. Because I've been there. I speak to people all the time who are also on the hard road. They tell me how painful it is and that most of it is out of their control. I nod along because I understand. I completely get it because I used to feel this way more often than not. Now that I've taken a lot more time to take care of myself, to be the author of my own story, to be the main character and to be living my best life, what it looks like to me, attracts easy because it attracts the right people to me. So the problem is it isn't true. It isn't everybody else's fault. It isn't painful. It isn't out of your control. Life on the hard road is a choice. If you find yourself on it, it's because you've chosen it. Wow, that's a hard pill, pill to swallow, isn't it? Who chooses to be on the hard road? It might sound unfair, but it's true. There are nine hallmarks of being on the hard road. And I want you to think about each one of these as we're going through today's podcast, because we can flip the story. We can completely change everything. And even if you just take one of these nine hallmarks and apply it to a thought process and work towards making a difference in your life, you will not be on the hard road for that much longer. Okay. You ready to get started? Because each one is a choice. You can choose not to do one or you can not choose any of these. 
But once you do, you'll step off the hard road and life will become so much easier. So I have no problem sharing a hiccup with my relationship with Tony or with my friend, friends, or even with, um, the lady who did my Indian head massage yesterday, because that's a little bit of a massage. It's a lot of mental work. There's Reiki. I don't mind sharing the hiccups in my life because they don't happen very often anymore. Anymore. And here's why. I'm sharing with you some of my successes so I can bring you right on the same track with me and we can link arms and do it together. As an accountability coach, as a life coach, as somebody that's upgrading and elevating their life to the point where it's unrecognizable from 10 years ago, I can only imagine what it's going to look like 10 years from now, right? Powerful, amazing. It feels so good. So valuing novelty and intensity over consistency. This is the first one. So I see this in my clients all the time, and I used to struggle with this one myself especially around food, diets, and exercise. So getting on the bike this morning, I could have gotten off. But to be consistent with my routine, Monday to Friday, I was on the bike this morning. I'm not on the bike every day. Today is my hard day. Mondays are my hard day, intentionally. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I teach my 15 minutes, my Fusion 15, and then I go do personal training with the client. So I'm getting my morning workouts in right away. Wednesdays and Fridays, I take the dogs out for a nice four or five kilometer walk before work. Fresh air, exercise. So this is part of my routine, my plan. On the weekends, I do a a lot of whatever, but I also let my bodies recharge and rest. There is no exercise, formal exercise on the weekends. So there's always a new trend. There's always a shining object to follow. Each one promises you success. So you drop everything and dive into this new guaranteed method, program, technique, whatever it is. But the new thing is always more attractive than the old thing. We've heard this adage, right? The grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. I disagree, completely disagree. And I'm sure you've all heard me say this before. The grass is greener where you water it. But this is especially true when new things promise you overnight success. Guys, we know there's no such thing as overnight success or we would have discovered it already. The problem is each time you choose novelty or intensity over consistency, you're putting yourself on the hard road. You need to be consistently showing up for yourself and it don't change it. Don't change it. Success always almost comes down to turning up day in, day out, showing up for yourself you know, the, what is the, uh, what is the saying? If you want to make it easy, stop starting over. Find a way to make it through the hard conversations, the hard times, the hard moments, but start, start with the plan of continuing versus starting from scratch. Starting from scratch is so hard. Starting over my friends, it is so hard. I don't wish starting over in any area on anybody. It is hard. So take that out of the equation right now because success always comes up to when you show up for yourself. Committing to consistency is all you need. So the longer you bounce from one idea to the other, the longer you'll stay on the hard road. The second point, putting off later what you don't feel like prioritizing today. I'm laughing because we talked about this yesterday with the dishes and working hard. In the fact that I don't rush anymore at all. 
I take my time and sometimes it seems like I'm not getting a lot done, but I am. It just looks different. I'm not rushing to get through jobs or tasks. I am enjoying them. I might not do the dishes late at night. I will wait and do them in the morning. That's okay. That's a shift in my mentality. You can imagine with three kids close in age, working full time and two broken marriages, how much work I've had to do to get to this point. It's not part of my story anymore. Yes, I'll work hard. Of course I'll work hard. I'll work hard in so many different areas, but it doesn't look like work anymore. So putting off till later what you don't feel like prioritizing today. Let's lean into this. It's called procrastination, my friends. And sometimes I'm still bad at procrastinating. I know this, but I get the thrill of excitement, but that's okay. You know what you need to do, but you don't feel like it. So you put it off till later. It's as though you don't feel like doing it this evening, tomorrow or next week will work. Just like those dishes. Now, it's only a few dishes and it's always cleaned up. I'm not really worried about a couple of dishes from having tea or treats at night. But I would never let a sink full of dishes go more than overnight. Guarantee it. I start off each day just like making my bed. Start off each day with tidying up a few things that need to be tidied up. And almost cleaning the slate for the day. But... You know what happens when you put things off. You just reach tomorrow and you go through it again. How many times have you said to yourself, I'll start Monday? I'll start Monday. I'll start everything on Monday. Your diet, your fitness program, your workout, whatever it is, your new job, it's always on a Monday. But short-term gain, it's the short-term gain that produces long-term pain. The longer you put off what you need to do now, the longer you'll stay on the hard road. Sure, it's easier to put things off till later, but what are you learning today? It keeps you stuck where you're at right now. So stop putting it off. Do what you have to. Get it done now. Now, I'm going to say find a way of enjoying it. And and so when I'm doing meal prep on Sundays, it's hard when it's glorious and 30 degrees outside and I'm coming in to spend a couple of hours doing meal prep. But, you know, what makes a difference is making sure I spend an hour in the pool before I come in or an hour outside doing whatever before I come in the house. Then I put my audio book on and, or a podcast or a story and I listen as I work. Sometimes I'll even call a girlfriend and we'll talk for hours and we'll catch up like we're in high school again. It really flips the script for me. It changes the outcome. So putting off until later what you don't feel like today is the second part. Now, how many times do you wait until you're ready to do something or you want to wait until you're ready or you want to wait until the perfect time. There's no such thing as the perfect time. The perfect time to start is now. The perfect time to start is when you're thinking about it because we're never going to be ready. But if you start now, you're going to pick up ideas and cues and inspiration. You're going to attract the right people to help bring you on that journey and you're going to start where you're at now. Think of that as growth unexpected. Absolutely. When you don't wait till you're ready, you are welcoming unexpected growth. You're going to start your journey with a completely different mindset. It's not a matter of do or die. It's not a matter of waiting for the doctor to say, you need to lose X amount of pounds or you're going to become diabetic. That's off the table. Don't wait until you're 100% ready. Start when you're thinking about it. And don't worry about being perfect. We're going to throw that away. We're going to talk about that in a different day. But I'm just letting you know right now, don't focus on perfection. When we put too much attention into perfection, we don't get anything done. 
We just sit in a spiral loop trying to work, 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 work. So the third point, focusing on your skill set more than your mindset. Here we go. I recently spoke with a client who was stuck. She couldn't decide whether she should join a new fasting course she wanted to take. She was investing into it meant she couldn't invest into other areas of her life. She also told me how she'd been struggling to show up and consistently make the right decisions. She knew what she needed to do, but she kept coming up with excuses and putting it off. So here's what I said to her. It sounds like you have a mindset issue, not a skill set issue. I'm not sure learning one more thing about fasting will help you achieve your goals. In an instant, she knew that she what she'd been doing and knew she had to do what's next. Oftentimes, it's the biggest barrier preventing you from making progress that is within you. Learning more about a skill does nothing but distract you from the root cause. So we could spend all of this time doing research, all of this time doing development, all of this time sourcing information. But if we don't apply anything, we're not getting anywhere. We're stalling. If you want to learn more instead of, so you want to learn more, then it's time to start doing something about it. Start being accountable. Start being consistent. Start taking action. Number four, investing energy into the problem instead of acting on the solution. Oh, this is a big one. This is a big one. And thankfully, I am a solution solver. I am a paid problem solver. So I am always coming up with solutions and implementing those solutions and thinking bigger and bigger. I let my mindset go there now, but this is not who I was. I focused so much on the problem in the past. So this used to be me all the time. When something bad happened, I would focus my energy on the problem. Who was to blame? What the mistake was? Who made it? What it would cost in terms of time and money? How I would have to fix it? Because I felt I had to fix everything as a nurturer and a mom. And yeah, ladies and dads, raise your hands. Because I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels I have to fix everything. Actually, um, my youngest daughter said to me before she went to Banff earlier this year, a couple months ago now, she said to me, mom, it's not up to you to fix everything. I'm like, what? What do you mean? And honestly, that was probably the first time in my life. And I am 47 that I heard that it's not my responsibility to fix everything. That's how much I've been owning that role. It's not my role to own. It's not your role to own. So, what would it cost both time and money and how bad it was and how it would set me back in my life and my goals? You become a victim. When you're in the space of being a victim, you reserve all of your energy for playing the victim mindset. And what's the point? You can't grow from a victim mindset. Surely it's better to draw a line on the problem and focus all of your time and energy and effort into the solution. If you can't control it, what can you do? So a couple weeks ago, I lost, um, I had a meeting with my boss and something else. And I lost the internet that day. So I went to my parent, like the whole internet was down in the house all of a sudden on this Thursday. So I go across town, pack everything up, go to my parents, trying to rush to get to this meeting in time with my boss and internet was down and my parents, I didn't even stop to think that we were with the same network and I didn't even stop to think that this was a network problem. I honestly thought this was an isolated problem with our house, not literally across town. So I pack everything up. I go to my parents' house. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're down too. Now what? So I could focus on everything I'm not doing. I could get frustrated with technology, but I called my girlfriend and I said, hey, are you with this network? 
And she said, no, I'm with this network. I'm like, okay, do you mind if I come over and hang out at your house today and work? Because my internet's down. Sure, not a problem. I found a solution. Yes, when I'm working with her at her house, I didn't get as many calls done, but I still booked two appointments, which is my MO. It's what I try to do every day. I serve people and I help them elevate and upgrade their life in this particular area. And I still booked two appointments on a day where I had no internet. Sure, my call volume was down. Sure, there were some other points that weren't to my standards of how I like to achieve every single day. But here's the thing. It could have been at nothing because my internet was down. I could have done nothing for the day. I could have been miserable and frustrated and let that elevate in different parts of my life. And I say elevate because it always elevates, right? We've all heard that shit runs downhill. I just said it. I don't, I don't swear or say words very often like that, but shit runs downhill. And we explode on everybody else when there's problems. And if we don't, I don't, but when there are problems, society does this. We've all seen this in action with your boss, their boss, whatever, whatever it looks like. And it does make things elevate into a bigger mountain and a bigger mess than it needs to be. So, you know, she had, my girlfriend had a very good point. She goes, you know, that's two more sales or appointments that you booked and you could have had nothing, or that's 50 more calls than you made. And it could have been at nothing. And it was a great perspective. It was a perspective that reminded me to focus more so on the solution. I was already a solution solver or problem solver, but when you apply it to your own life and you don't realize it and you can see an outcome from a different perspective, it makes a very big difference because you can't change the past, but you can choose what happens next. And you can put all of your time, energy, and effort into the solution. All right. Making yourself a victim of factors outside of your control. This one is huge. This is point number five. And I'd like to bring this up because I don't know about you, but I definitely was in victim mode for quite a while in my life. It wasn't until I stepped out of victim mode more often than not, and then live in that space, which took me a while to get there. This is probably the transactions that have happened and the transformation that have happened over the last 10 years. I'm not a victim anymore. My stories are my stories and I own them, but I'm not a victim to them. I'm not a victim to what happened to my life. So speaking of making yourself a victim, so often this is a choice. Something outside your control happens and we play the victim. Someone else says something or does something to us. Some random situation happens and it impacts us. Something happens and it releases anger or fear or other emotion. Yesterday, I didn't feel like a victim, but I definitely had that sense of something being released from the past in a trigger if you would. So if you can't control it, don't focus your energy on it. Let it go. Don't be its victim. It wasn't intentionally meant for you to become a victim. Nobody's meaning to intentionally hurt you. If you cannot take things personally, which is extremely hard for all empaths, extremely hard, lean into crystals. We can talk about this later, but I love my crystals. Um, Practice it practice it. Say a mantra. Breathe. Say something like, every choice is a chance. Say something like, I am willing to get uncomfortable to see what I'm capable of. And getting uncomfortable in this case could be stepping out of the familiar victim role. Okay. 
all you do is make like heart is make life harder for yourself and stay on the hard road hard road for longer when you are the victim control what you can and let go of the rest number six making decisions based on emotions instead of principle this is a big one we're all human and we cannot control our emotions at least not in the moment and again for any impasse, you can elevate this like 10% because we really can't control our emotions. We have a hard enough time controlling our feelings when other people are affected with their emotions. If something happens and you feel mad, sad, bad, you feel it. But what happens next is on you. You can own those emotions. You can certainly own those feelings. I did yesterday and there's nothing at all wrong with me saying I'm not ready yet. I'm still mad, I'm still hurt, I'm still frustrated, and I'm still sad. Okay, I shared those, I communicated those feelings, and, sorry, the dog needed out, life happens, right? But when we communicate those feelings, when we pause, when we accept what they are, and not just try to understand them or why they're happening, it's definitely opening up the doors to push past them. In the past, I would have sat with these feelings a lot longer because I would have tried to understand what they were. I know exactly what they were yesterday, and I knew what I needed to do to pull myself out. And I knew that it was just a conversation. It wasn't anything meaningful. It was something that had brought me back and set off a trigger. Okay, that happens, right? That happens. But don't base your decisions on these emotions. In an area where this affects many people is eating, emotional eating, right? When we're stressed, when we're upset, you turn to the cookie jar or the candy. Or some people will turn to alcohol or some people will turn to spending. We talk about this in other episodes and this is where I'll be circling back to um, a little bit later. But it doesn't matter how you emotionally eat, spend, react treat yourself. Sometimes you emotionally take a downward spiral with yourself as well. And you fall into the negative energies of the law of attraction and the energy wheel. But you really don't want the cookie. You really don't want to go shopping and you really don't want that drink. You really don't because you know it's not going to help. But the cookie is what you want right now because you let your emotions make your decisions. This keeps you on the hard road. Because now you're going to start blaming people for making you fat. Ha! <laughs> Seriously, it becomes a vicious, vicious cycle or broke because you can control your emotions. So this needs, you need to make decisions based on the clear principles, very clear principles. Try not to lean into anything that's going to cause a controversial impact on your goals when it comes to making decisions on emotions instead of principles. Number seven, trying to do everything right instead of focusing on doing the right thing. Perfectionism at its finest here. Do you ever feel so overwhelmed by all the things that you want to do that you end up doing nothing? Ta-da! Hands up. Go ahead. Raise them. Smile a little. Dance a little. Just smirk a little. It's okay. You're not alone. I, I get like this sometimes. I get overwhelmed with the things I want to do that it's like I won't do anything at all because I just don't know where to start. Now, I put some strategies in place to finite that time. So I'm not searching for the information. It's actually all on my, my Google calendar. And I'm going to be sharing all of this in detail when it comes to my um, a book I'm working on. A book I'm working on. Yes, it's a Your Story Matters, a self-awareness, self-love workbook. 
And we do talk about leaning into your calendar and why I use my Google calendar because I put links in information, a lock of time, a block of time, not a lock, a block. And that way there, I don't have to search for what I want to do. It's all there as a reference point. So I'm going to get into that a little bit deeper in the book, but here's the thing. I have wasted so many moments not knowing what to do because I felt overwhelmed. Sometimes it's eating food. Sometimes it's getting dressed, not really getting dressed now, but I remember when I used to be in corporate, corporate Canada years and years ago, I would take my clothes out for the week, iron them, get them all ready, all five outfits for the week, and they would be ready to go. That would eliminate the process of having to make those decisions of being overwhelmed with choices in the mornings. The only thing I needed to think about was which five of the outfits am I wearing today? And normally at the time it was dressed down Friday, so that left four choices for the day. And as I went through the week, it made those choices so much easier. Different strategies that we can apply to our life. Meal prep in the fridge right now. I know I don't like to eat the same thing every day. So I have Greek salad. I have Tex-Mex soup. I have vegetarian lasagna in there. I've got hard-boiled eggs in there. I've got them all ready to go. And they can even go in the freezer if I don't eat them. Or I can give them to my family. So I don't like to feel overwhelmed when it comes to decision-making. And although I work from home now, I work on a tight schedule. I like to get a lot done throughout my day. And I don't necessarily like to take an hour of my lunch to figure out what I'm going to eat. Because I guarantee you, it won't be the best choice. Actually, that's not true. Lately, it's been so much better because my mind knows where I want to go. My body knows how I want to feel. And when you know that, you can talk yourself out of eating almost anything that doesn't serve you. It'll, you can talk yourself into continuing that movement on the bike. So a big turning point for, for me was realizing I don't have to do everything and it doesn't have to be perfect. So instead of trying to do everything right, I focus on doing the right thing. So meal prep, let's talk about meal prep. For instance, you can start right now meal prepping any of the foods that you want to make throughout the week. You can work next on making it a little bit healthier. You can work next on making it a little bit easier. You can work next on a combination of those things. You can always make it healthier. You can always make it easier. But at least you've started with the meal prep, which is doing the right thing. So what can you do right now that will get you closer to your goal? What small steps can you take to get yourself in the right direction? And which tasks will create the biggest impact? So what I mean by that is which big rock do you need to move out of your way to move to the next level? Focusing on doing the right thing instead of overwhelming yourself by trying to do all of the things right will make a significant difference in terms of growth unexpected. All right. Still with me? Have I lost you yet? Talking yourself into an excuse instead of talking yourself into progress. This one's big, 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 big. And you've seen how I've done this already a couple times today. I come across this with my clients all the time. You want to make a change, but in the beginning, it's so huge and overwhelming that you make one excuse after another as to why now is not the right time. Instead of of building yourself up, you're putting yourself down. You're not making yourself and your goals a priority. It's crazy, but we've all done it. We've all done it. We want to see huge progress, but we know it'll take some time, and that worries us. Plus, it's out of our comfort zone. Right? It's easy to stay in our comfort zone. The problem is we don't grow there. 
So we put off, we put off what needs to be done and we create a few excuses. And then we take the scenic route on the hard road. Do something today, however small, that's going to make you progress a little bit more. One step after another. In time, you will get where you need to go, but you need to take the progress consistently and start your journey. So focusing on the journey and the opinions of others instead of your own. This is a big problem these days, you know, when we're looking for external influence, external appreciation, external direction. We're connected to so many people all of the times, especially with technology. It's hard to cut through the noise at times. You see people in life as you, you see people live a life that you want to live. You really do. And then you see people in life that are not living a life that you want to live. Sometimes people have the body that you desire or the lifestyle that you desire or the career that you desire or the husband that you desire. They seem happier and more relaxed. You compare your journey to theirs. If I were to compare my journey now to my journey 10 years ago, wow, right? At the time 10 years ago, I know me. I would have been doing my best at that time. I know me. But my best at that time looks completely different than my best now. Sometimes you even may try to copy or emulate the people in your life, the people that you see on social media. The problem is you're not getting the full story. You're not having an authentic coach pop up on a podcast saying that there was trouble in paradise yesterday. There was a hiccup. Come on. Very few people do that. I did that. I'm different. I'm different. I'm real. I'm authentic. I'm vulnerable. And I'm here to share with you what's worked for me. And the fact that my mo- my life comes with little moments that aren't perfect. I just look at them completely different now because in the past, I had spent so much time in the problem, not just on the problem, in the problem, making it bigger and bigger and bigger. That's not me anymore, right? That's not me. So you are you, you are the author of your own story. If you want to create your story, become the story writer. Don't let somebody else hold the pen to your story. A girlfriend of mine did a really good TikTok on this the other day and it was impressive. And, and sometimes we need to think about, are you the author of your story or is somebody else holding the pen and you are writing the coattails? It was a really interesting way of looking at it. In the past, in my past life, I was in the coattails. Now I'm writing my own story. I am writing, writing, not writing, but I am writing as a lead character in my story, but I am also writing this story as part of my future. And because of that, I am growing and elevating myself every single day. Your journey is yours to own. Be true to you and to your journey. That is all that matters. That is it. All right. Are you ready for a quick recap? Because I know we all need to get going to start our day. So the eight hallmarks of the easy road. I said nine, but there is, I said nine because I am integrating another one in here. We've talked about eight so far. Actually, we did talk about nine. I'm sorry. I'm just going and double checking all of mine. Talking about a real podcast and the mistakes I made, right? But yes, we did talk about nine hallmarks and here they are. Let's recap them for you. Okay. Choose to value consistency more than intensity and novelty. Win the moment you are in. 
Leave yesterday and tomorrow to one side. Embrace today. Commit to improving your mindset every single day. Invest your energy into solutions instead of validating the problem. Practice principle-based responses instead of emotionally infused reaction. Be proactive, my friends. And when you have a schedule that you like to kind of go through, even if you call it something else, a routine, call it what you will, you're going to put yourself in a position to be more proactive. Meditating every morning before life happens puts me in a proactive response versus a reactive response. It makes a big difference in my life. A big difference. Focus on doing the right things instead of doing all the wrong things. Ha! Let me say that again. Focus on doing the right things instead of doing all things right. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do as much as you can and try to do the right things. Keep your eyes on your own work. Stay in your own lane. Nobody's even paying attention to what you're doing anyways. They're writing their own story. And if you're lucky enough, like I am, to be in a joint book with somebody and you're both writing your stories, that is really cool how your stories intermingle, but we are the author of our own story. And if we don't want to live with regrets, if we want growth unexpected, we need to be the author of our own stories. Close your eyes, do your own work, stay in your own lane, and then cease every opportunity to break away from past patterns. Acknowledge that it was a limiting belief. Acknowledge that it was a trigger. Pull yourself out of it so you don't make things 10 times worse. These points are alternatives to the hard road. There are alternatives to the hard road. I talk about all of these points because I want you to take one of them away from you. I would love to hear which point you have taken away the most and that you want to apply today. I definitely, definitely want to hear from you on today's episode and see what's working and what you want to do differently. And I want to say growth unexpected is a blessing. You don't know where you're going to find it. You need to just continue to be yourself and know that you are enough. Continue to dream, clear out your excuses, and believe in the magic and miracles that show up for you every single day. You know this. You go back and think about all the times it's happened, even today. Showing up and getting up today is a major miracle on its own with life the way it is. Unless you start seeing it that way, it's not going to change for you. But that could be one simple change when you're doing your gratitudes or even doing gratitudes will be enough to help you appreciate where you're at and what you have. Great. A couple of quick reminders. Stay tuned for what's new and exciting. Yes, I'm still interviewing. I will be doing some co-shows soon. Very excited to get those rolled out. I want to be doing a question and answer show, but in order to do that, I need some questions from you so I can answer. So definitely feel free to send me an email, ask, sorry, Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A at freshapproachfitness.ca, or you can pop over to asksonia.com and you can reach me that way as well. There's a bunch of my contact information on there, whichever is easier, but send me the questions that you have. Email them to me. I would love to start doing a Q&A sessions and get these Meals, movement, mindset, and money questions answered so you can achieve time freedom, balance your energy, and have elevated finances. So you can live that life that you're working so hard to create. And I welcome you to enjoy Growth Unexpected this week. 
As a reminder, if you like this particular podcast episode, please subscribe, like, comment, share, and help me grow so I can help reach more and more people and help them live their best lives. Thank you once again for joining me. Have a fantastic week.